Hello and uh, welcome to the Friends of Mine podcast. This is our first episode. We've um, been sort of wanting to do this for quite a while now, haven't we really? Yeah, um, probably spoken about it for four or five years and normally when one of us has had a drink and we'll watch up the other one and go, yeah. we need to do this podcast and uh, yeah, eventually Just we've um, committed and uh, managed to settle on time. Yeah, yeah so hopefully... Uh, it goes well. Yeah. I think we um, both wanted to do it because we have spoke among our friends, but mostly I think we're the most prominent ones who talk about our mental health quite a bit, but we kind of realised that sometimes it's difficult over text. We might sort of one of us message each other saying we've got something going on yeah. and then the other person will say, you know, I'm all here for you if you want to chat, but it never, just never, I don't know. I think over text sometimes um, it just doesn't really lead to proper conversations about it. So I think we thought if we sit down in an environment like this, yeah. um, we can talk a bit more openly about it and hopefully we will gain some insights and hopefully people that listen, if anyone does, uh, will get insights <laughs> yeah, as well. Hopefully. I think that's what we said before as well. I think, I'm not going to say names, but we've got, I've got friends, you've got friends, we've got mutual friends who suffer with their mental health and we all spend time together, but we've never actually, this is the first time I've ever sat across the table with a friend and going right let's talk about it so hopefully it encourages even if it's not on here with someone listening to this and says actually I'm going to talk to Dean I'm going to talk to Wayne then it's even if it helps one person yeah. then, then it's, it's been worth it hasn't it so yeah exactly that's why and I think sometimes just hearing people talk to each other about it can really sort of open that up and uh, let people not be so afraid because it's weird isn't it I think especially I say especially but I can only talk from being a bloke but I think sometimes it's just so difficult to be really open with people like even if you just you might say to somebody that you're not feeling great but to actually really go into detail about what it is and be really vulnerable I think it's really difficult especially nowadays like yeah I just think it's really difficult and uh, and even more so again I mean I'm bad for it especially after having a drink you know when you were there at the wedding mm. You know, we don't, you know, I talk about my mum, but not really. And then it's normally after a drink. And obviously that's not the, the best time to get into that no. sort, of, this sort of conversation. Um, so I think as well, you know, I think people expect a a certain you, you know, so yourself, you know, you're quite, you're quite chirpy. You always want to have a laugh with people. So people don't ever expect... <clears throat> you to have an issue in the mm. same way you know I play when I used to play football you know I've had days when I've driven to football on my own you know and cried all the way and then you get mm. to football and you splash some cold water on yourself and you walk into the changing rooms and oh, like dickhead are you like mate yeah. because again people expect a a certain performance but it is when you're not feeling well it, it is, is. Performance, it's know. a mask isn't it really um, you know work as well you know you've obviously we work together we both have different jobs and you put in the car park and you go fuck mm. like, I could not be bothered with this today um, and then you yeah you, you pretend to think it's okay because nine times out of ten when people say you're okay and I'm as bad but if, if I said to you are you okay and you said actually no I'm not 
See, I wouldn't know what to say to that. Exactly, especially just, depending on where you are. Like, say, if you're at work or before a football game, it's just yeah. not. Doesn't feel like you can have. It's an appropriate time and place to have the conversation. Yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, as lives go on, you sometimes forget. So the people, you know, if you say something, I'm not feeling great. They might go home and then sort of forget to text you, or maybe when they text you, you're not as open so later on you might be like well I don't really want to talk about it. Like, I wanted to talk about it earlier I don't want to talk about it now so I think sometimes it is really good just to like sit down like this and talk about it I guess but like you say it usually only happens with our friend group when we've had a, a few drinks yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. and then I say you can't really I don't think articulate your feelings as yeah. well when you're pissed as well yeah. to be honest I mean we are quite I mean especially me and you talk you know fairly regularly about it and I I mean, you, I message you the other day, send some of the stuff you share on Instagram is, the videos is, mm. you know, really good. And I share stuff on Facebook and there will be people who look at it and will go, God, it's boring, like sharing mm. all stuff. And I know there's probably people who have taken me off Facebook or blocked me from their news feed yep. because, and that's fine as well. I'm not doing it for them, but for me, that's almost my way of... Expressing how and maybe how I'm feeling at at that time. 100%. I do exactly the same, especially with like, I mean, it's not always like every song lyric I post up that I'm listening to is something I relate to. Sometimes it's just, I like this lyric, I'm going to post it. But a lot of the times I'll post song lyrics um, based, you know, because it's like, wow, that really resonates. And I'll post it. And I know, yeah, a lot of times people kind of make comments about it, like, uh, you know, and. um, want you to sort of explain why you posted it and it's just uh yeah it's weird it's weird some of the things we do when really deep down i suppose we're just trying to either relate to people or like reach out for help so you might post you know a post that from the outside just looks like a random post but really deep down it's your way of saying you know can someone talk to me about it like i'm really bad for that like i i expect people to talk to me about my problems but I never reach out and ask yeah. for the conversation I, I almost say you know I've been with Joe for 10 years now and I don't think we've ever really had a conversation about my mum you know I'll oh, share yeah. stuff on Facebook on the anniversary or on birthdays and that and I'm better now so when we and Joe first got together she even mentioned her, like I just cry whereas now I've done the two charity games which I think mm. especially the first one was the first time I've ever I suppose shown a vulnerable side to certain people, especially the football lads. Yeah. Um, and the last game we done last year, you know, a few of the lads who had played in that game for high and were the first one, or the, that was the first year that I've sort of known them. So they knew nothing, and all of a sudden, you know, you're there every Saturday and you're laughing and you're joking and then you're still up in front of all these people trying to explain mm. this is why I've done it. Um, um, but yeah, so going back to that, you know, I share stuff on Facebook about it, and that's my way of sort of not even people would say, uh, maybe not, maybe well, there's people who go, oh, he's only doing it for sympathy. That's never the, the case. Mm-hmm. It's just again because I don't know how to talk about it. Mm. Yeah, you just pull it on a platform. Um, so hopefully, again, this is. Like I said today, I'm not doing this and we're not doing this or any sort of Instagram clout or no. for followers or because, you know, it probably won't ever go any further than outside of our friend circle. And that's 
fine. And, yeah. And, if, and the options there, people will charge us for this. There will be people going, what are they doing? So, you know, but ultimately, if it helps one person, one of our friends come forward and we spoke about having potentially some of them on, mm. I won't say any names, um, some of them in disguise maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah. Face masks on. Yeah, so hopefully, then, you know, it, yeah, someone will reach out and... I think it gives you a bit of insight into yourself. I think we spoke about this before, but it gives you a bit of insight into yourself as well because I think sometimes when you talk to people about stuff, you gain um, as much yourself from like talking mm-hmm. and learn as much, like more about yourself from talking than sometimes you do, you know, when you're sort of listening to people, I guess. Like, so I feel like doing this as well, like it's going to... Not that sounds quite selfish, but we're going to gain yeah. probably as much, if not more, than everyone else from this, yeah. really. And, yeah, I think yeah. we're really good. And my godfather said, he was around yesterday, you know, he was very much an advocate for mental health. And he said, when I told him about it, you know, you, if you open up to someone, then they feel easier around you and are more likely to. So maybe if people see, I don't mm. know, us with our guard down and talking openly and... Yeah, potentially someone. I mean, why not? We might only have two listeners, and it might be just me and you. Could punch and go that way, but either way, it's um, all good. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to put okay. you on the spot. Put it, do it. I love it. I'd kind of. How are you now, mentally? Right now, I think I'm in a little bit of a weird spot because obviously, um, I. For people that don't know, I kind of sacked off a not great but stable job. Um, buggered off to Europe for a month which I think in a way was me kind of running away from stuff and also it was a little bit like I was just I just was sort of on the hamster wheel just going round and I thought god life's just like not boring I mean life's never boring as you know it's a one word you really shouldn't use to describe but I think I was just I was just stuck in my ways a little bit and I just wanted change and there was a couple of things changing at work and it just sparked something in me to say I'm off and I'd wanted to go traveling on my own for like a period for ages, especially during COVID, but obviously that kind of screwed it up. So pretty much just packed a bag and went to Europe for a month. Um, and it was really good um, mentally. Obviously, there's a few struggles. I felt a bit lonely at times and all that crap. But in general, it really helped me get a bit of space, in, yeah. like mentally and obviously physically. Um, and it really helped. But now I feel like I've come sort of back down to reality. I... I'm kind of like struggling to find work at the moment. Um, and it just, yeah, everything just feels a little bit different at the moment. I feel like when I get another secure job, everything will sort of fall into place a bit more. But I think I'm just, I think it's a bit of a hangover. So I must admit, like <clears throat> the last three weeks, I've had a couple of days, Not thankfully not like consecutive days and not um, like for long, like just literally like a day here and then a day there where I probably felt the lowest I felt for a long time. And I think it does just stem from the fact that, you know, if you're not, as a guy, if you're not getting money coming in yeah. and you're, you know, try, people are talking to you about all the work they do and, all you know, I'm getting this much money and I've got this much responsibility in this and you're sitting there, you know, I'm doing part-time work at the minute, doing three hours a day. It's just, you just finish it and you just feel like, Jesus, what have I done? And then you start having that existential crisis. You're like, should I have gone on that Europe trip, even though it did so much for me? Because I spent so much money. Should I, 
you know, when I was younger, should I have gone to uni and tried to actually do something for my life? And because I'm now 35, don't really have a lot going for me. So I feel like it just was a bit of an existential crisis, which I think everyone goes through, especially when you sort of get a bit older. I think it's easier when you're young just to want to experience life and have fun. But I think as you get a bit older, you think, well, if I die tomorrow, what kind of is my legacy? Um, I, I like to say people say a good friend, but outside of that, it's like, what what else did I kind of really do? Do you know what I mean? But I, I massive respect for you to just go and I'm going to go and do it. I mean, that's you know, amazing, you know, just to have that. That takes a lot. You know, you, you were... Hmm. Like you said, you were in a secure job and you took the risk and, and it will work itself out. And yeah. in, in, I don't know, 10 years, however long, if you have children and then grandchildren, you'll better say, you won't remember that period of afterwards, you know. Mm. You'll, you'll have the memory of travelling and seeing true. what you see and doing what you've done. That's um, very true. And, you know, you've got your YouTube page if you want to give that a little, a little plug. <laughs> I'm mine in the description from, below, yeah. From, from it's not a very good video, though, um, to be fair. But, yeah, fair, you know, and, yeah, I, you're, you're braver than me. I mean, I've always thought about, oh, I'd love to go travelling, I'd love to go travelling, but, it's you know, it takes a, a brave person to go and do it. And, I mean, our friend Dino is going away today. Yeah, to Australia. Um, you know, I didn't think... The guy I'd ever leave. Um, no, ever leave. Spoken about it. Um, but it's quite inspirational, really. Yeah. For however much of a clown he can be, yeah. it's uh, it's yeah. it's, he, it's a big thing. He's probably and I, I love you, dudes. I don't take this the wrong way, but out of all of like, if you lined up one of my friends up in a in a row and said, like, one of these are going to go to Australia <laughs> on, an, on his own for a year, who would it be? It honestly, it'd probably be one of the last ones that I'd. That I'd guess. Mm. Fair play to him. I think he has that little bit of adventure side, and I think I do as well. I think that's a little bit what that taught me. It's like I loved it. Mm -hmm. Like even when like nothing really went wrong, I was actually quite blessed that like getting all the trains there was fine. But the odd thing went wrong, and even then, it's like it's an adventure. Do you know? I think it kind of helped me a little bit because obviously it's really easy when you like got no kids and no like house or whatever, no family to be like I'm going to get up and leave but at the same time I think that showed me that even if I settle down I need to keep that adventurous side in me because and I think as sounds so stupid I think um, and again not just men I can only talk from a male perspective but I think we're kind of meant to go on a bit of adventure do you know what I mean like just in life in general even if that adventure is not a literal like traveling or something like I think you know it's that like old hero story where it's like you're meant to go out and have you a bit of adventure, whatever yeah, that may be, yeah. do, you know. You, you're better than me, I mean, I like the idea of it, but I'm very, I don't know, not, I, feel, I suppose a, part, a lot of it's anxiety. I, I've sort of spoken about it before with, with you, whereas, you know, even stuff like nights out, you know, when I went on the last one, but when I used to play Sunday football, it used to do you know, nights out in Birmingham or Nottingham or wherever else, and, I wouldn't go and a lot of that was my anxiety because if I'm out here in Ashton and and something goes wrong I know where I am mm. I can just go home so when the reason I didn't go to them because it was uh, well if something goes wrong I'm in, a bit, I'm in a city where I don't know blah 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 you know and that's you build up this massive thing mm. so to go and that's in the same country you know, I, I, that, and it took me a long time to to get over that, we went to Snowden a few years ago and I wasn't 
a week before I wasn't going. Yeah, really? A couple of my friends said, you'll be fine, you can be with us, but the anxiety the night before, and then we went to Nottingham, uh, I think it was in May, and even that the night before, I said to you, I'm not going tomorrow. Mm. What, why? And it, and it was, uh, so for you to go to a completely, I mean, how many countries did you visit in the end? I really can't think, it was a lot. So to I do that, say like you eight know, maybe. Mm. it's weird isn't it because it like i suppose and this is again what we're talking about perception because i would see you in from the outside i think people would be surprised to hear you say that because i feel like people would think you'd be really confident and really good at doing something like that no no i mean i i, I love when i was there both times you know snowden if you know if the lads who came listen to this worst weather mm. i mean we got there we camped the first night our tent flooded. Um, and then the second night, three of us slept in the back of a Vauxhall because they just refused to get um, to get soaked again. But but that was a real big, a bigger thing for me because, of, you know, those lads there that I didn't know. Um, and I'd done it and it was you know, scary. Um, but I had it, I went on a stag do to um, uh, Edinburgh six years ago, seven years ago. Um, and I got split up from the group that I did know and the group I didn't know, and I got split up from the group of lads that I did know and was left with uh, two lads. One of them now is a really good friend of mine. The other lad I sort of know, see if I see him now, I'll say hello to. But my anxiety was awful. All I wanted to do was get back to... Not, 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 yeah, 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 because, um, you know... These two lads are talking about this and that and the other and they're trying to involve me and I'm sort of there but all I wanted to do that but it was just I'd, I'd go home if someone said right we'll go home um, so yeah people probably don't expect that and especially the lads I played football with will probably look at that and go really? because mm-hmm. it was me that organised it it was me yeah. and two other lads on the finance committee that we're going to end the season we're going to do this and we chose Nottingham and it was great but there was that little bit the whole time, and then at the end of the night, my phone died. So I'm even more of a shit sort of. I've got no money because who carries a? I don't carry a wallet anymore. Mm. You know, everything's on my phone. So I'm in the middle of not and I'm thinking, if I do lose them now, I am um, fucked. I don't know where the hotel is. I've got no money on me. So then you build up this massive thing again. Um, yeah. So yeah, go back to like you, and he's just up it and go. Mm. I'm going to go. I feel like I was running away a bit. So like people were saying like, oh, that's really good and really brave. But I actually think I was running away from like everything and everyone, like in a weird way. So in a sense, I, I personally felt that I was the opposite. I thought I was running away in my head, I think. Which I find, I was going to actually ask you this a bit. I'll, uh, I'll say a bit about me first in the sense that like, I know why I was doing that, but um, yeah, so I was going to, I'll, I'll um, say why I was asking this question because it's really weird. It's really quite deep. Um, I have this real issue with people like calling me a nice person. I, I really don't know why. No, honestly, it sounds so strange, but I've had it since, uh, since I was like a teenager, really. I, when people are like, oh, you're, you're such a nice person, instead of it making me feel good, it actually strangely kind of bugs me and i was just wondering do you find sometimes when people say about how like outgoing 
you are <clears throat> and how you find it easy to talk to people. Does that ever bug you? Yeah, not really, but I'm not such bug me. I think what I think what bugs me is so we go out and someone will go, oh, you know everyone, and you know, and which partly because when I used to play Sunday football, I played for about seven teams in mm. about six seasons. So a lot of it is football. Um, but I always say as well, like. Yeah, like, you know, you see people, you say, hey, right, mate, right, mate. But the people that you, who I actually class them with, like, friends, is actually really small. Mm. I think it's even, I think it's small all the time. Like, yeah. I think the wedding taught me a lot about people you can rely on and maybe not rely on. Mm. Um, and, yeah, maybe, maybe that, I valued, and even and probably even now there's some people that I am friends with, and I'm, I can't even think of anyone that like, I maybe consider my friendship more than they consider it. If that makes yeah, sense, yeah. And, and and maybe vice versa as well. Maybe someone considers the friendship with me more, you know. Um, but yeah, going back to like that review and uh, the nice person, I don't. Mm. I've never had that before where I get a little bit, I suppose we all do know, like, you don't know what to say. So when someone goes, you know, you're a, I know, you're a nice guy or, you know, you, I, sort of, I find it awkward to take a compliment, if that makes mm. sense. I don't want much rather someone walk to and goes, you're a dickhead. At least I can go cough and, yeah. you know, whereas when someone goes, everything yeah, like, you know, I don't know, just anything. I find I do find maybe taking <clears throat> compliments. I started to think that in some weird ways, maybe it's just because I feel like associate being a nice person with being a pushover. I think maybe. Yeah, yeah. So it could be a bit of that. Maybe when I hear people say you're a good person, I hear them saying, you know, you haven't really got an edge. You're a bit of a pushover, like which is weird because they're not saying that. Like I know deep down they're not. They're saying you know. And I suppose it comes a little bit from shy. Like, I think people sometimes, if you're a bit shy, like I am a bit of an introvert, I think people sometimes just assume that that means you're like a nice person because you don't cause, necessarily cause drama. You don't cause a scene when you're out. So they're just, you're just a quiet figure in the background. I think actually, I think it was your cousin maybe or something actually at the wedding said, um, I said something like, I like you, like, you 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 were like an observer, he said, or something like that. And I remember at the time thinking, that's quite. I kind of get what he means. Yeah, yeah, like where yeah. like other people might be really chatty, I'm just sort of there watching, like a, like people watching. Yeah, I suppose. yeah, yeah. And um, I just thought it was really funny when he said it. Um, but I think I think what makes our our friendship group is that we're all we're all very different, but all very similar at the same. You know, yeah. if, you, if you look at like you know. I suppose that like me and Damon are probably the the louder ones of of the group, and uh, we talk to any. I mean, I talk to anyone. I know Damon's quite confident as well. Mm. And then I think you've got you know Tom, who's a bit more quieter and a bit more reserved, and then yourself as well, who's maybe not as quiet as Tom. I don't know if you agree with that. Like no. saying, you know? yeah, um, sure. But you, we all when we're all together. That's we all sort of bring out bring out different sides yeah, yeah yeah I think you're right actually um, and I think that's that's like I think a, a, a sign of a good like you know, friendship group almost is that 
we've all pissed each other off in the past. We all mm. probably upset each other or annoy each other on a night out. I know that I have a tendency to be a little bit a little bit rowdy um, after after a couple of beers. So you know, um, but yeah, I think that's I think for me that's what not makes our that that friendship group work really well. Yeah, so many similarities, but so many differences and we yeah. draw things yeah. from each other yeah that's true I suppose it's like any sort of working relationship like if you look at it like that it's like like a working relationship so like everyone brings something to their job yeah. and I suppose it's the same with friendships isn't it everyone brings something like somebody might be a little bit of a better listener somebody might be like you say bring people out of shell like if it was just the quiet people from the friends group out on a night out it would be a very subdued affair maybe just be a little bit of like nice chit chats and stuff yeah. where if you have that mixture it you know it can yeah. be a bit of a pie then you also get the nice chats and the yeah I think one thing that you said about your so I'm not sorry to back to you said about your like is it like a complex and someone says you're a nice guy mm. um one thing that I do, and it's normally after a night out, you wake up next morning and you've sent a WhatsApp to someone and normally it's an emotional message or whatever else. I sent one to um, to the group chat to you and Tom the other day. I've people putting out the wedding. I sent the same one to Dan and Greg and I'd have a beer by this day so I'd probably pick stuff in the message that I wouldn't if I hadn't mm. so what I then do is next day is I wake up and will delete them yeah because it's almost if if it's not there it's not happening does mm. that make like and that's, yeah, no, and that's something that I've that I've noticed more like I've done more I don't know in the last six months where it's if I delete it it's not it's not it's I'll not, do it's that not happened um which I don't know, I'm just wondering, is that something that you... I do it not not with friends stuff or things like emotional stuff necessarily, but I do it if I'm talking to a girl um, in the past or ever. If uh, if things start going shit with them, I delete all the messages. I wouldn't like block them, I just mm. delete the messages, which is, it's kind of weird because there'll be a time when you want to look back and yeah. be like oh what did I say what did they say and then you'll be like oh shit I've deleted it but I sometimes do that because I just feel like and I do I mean, I, again I've spoken to you about it one of, one of my biggest I suppose and I, it's my fault and, I, and when I'm doing it I'm not what we're doing so you know I send a message someone reads it what they not reply so in mm. my head I'm going well, I've upset them and I build this thing up in, in my head oh, I've upset them I've pissed them off please send them again and they read it again and then I just go if I delete it and I can't see that they've read it mm. and rather than when you open your phone you can see that they've read it yeah. so that's another thing that I do and when I'm doing it I'm you know oh no for example God, I've upset Wayne what have I done to upset Wayne or maybe this maybe this and you mm. build up this thing in your head and this massive story and then then you know, their message, sorry mate, was at work, or sorry mate, was busy, mm-hmm. and then and I know when I'm getting uh, myself worked up, I'm going, what are you doing? Like you've not done anything to annoy them, so why yeah. would they be annoyed at you? But you build up this massive thing, and then the anxiety kicks in, and then you just, and then when they do message you, you're like, oh, there was nothing, right? yeah. and I've just wasted an hour. And not only yeah. that, but I think it's a circle as well because then you start beating yourself up about the fact that you did it. Mm-hmm. So it's like a vicious cycle that then continues and you have that, you know, oh, what did I do? Why did I waste that time? Yeah, our brains are really 
good at making up stories that kind of that like justify how we feel yeah. about ourselves. I think like if you feel like you're the type of person that can piss people off easy, your brain will try and justify that. Yeah. So if yeah. someone doesn't torture for a bit, it will run away with that and say. Yeah, yeah, and, and even like I can, like I keep going back to football. I suppose that's what I've done for a long time. But on a Saturday, I went to watch uh, their first game of the season, sort of four or five weeks ago, and I don't know. I just got a when I spoke to a couple of them, and again, it's just me. You know, I spoke to them on WhatsApp since and that, but they were a bit off with me. Well, why were they a bit off with me? And it weren't. It was just. You know, what, it's, just, it's just me building up this. I don't even know how to describe it, but you know, if I, oh, you know, mate, you're like, and yeah, not bad, you're, and then they keep walking, and then you think, oh, I've yeah. upset them, I've upset them, they're being off with me, and, and then again, and I'm going to build up this other thing again where. When in reality, it's more just like you're a bit in your head, they were probably a bit in their yeah, head, and you yeah. just cross paths. And they're about to, and I know what I'm like, they're about to come play football. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So when you're. They might be knackered, they might be dealing with some stuff. Yeah, and we all, we've, so, I suppose we've all got stuff that we deal with, and I think that's something that I'm trying to do, along with, so I, I'm doing like CBT at the moment, um, and it's about just trying to, and what I've started doing is writing stuff down, so when mm. I have that, you know, almost, uh, you know, so and so was off was off for me. Well, why do I think it was off them? And then when you go and write the reason, you're like, they just seemed a bit. Short. Well, I do it at work when I walk past someone. If yeah. you have to do something or you're stressed, and we all have days where we just don't really want to talk to people. Mm. Yeah, my hundred percent. You know, but you, yeah, and I do it as well. You know, you, I moan at people for doing it, but then I'll open a message and then. Don't not don't reply because I don't want to apply, but I have days. Yeah, stuff. you have yeah. days where you just think I'll message you back. Yeah. You know, yeah. And then, but then, and then you forget. I almost say, Well, how can I get annoyed or at other mm. people for doing it when I'm as bad as well? You know, that's I think the biggest thing for me. Yeah, yeah, I get that. We all do it. I'm exactly the same. It's just trying to find that balance between assu- always assuming the worst. The worst. Yeah. And also, well, I mean, I suppose that's just it. Because, like, you know people. Do you know what I mean? Because I had this thought the other day, and it was, it was quite funny, actually. So I went out the other day, randomly walked for a walk, and ended up just that thing where you just carry on walking, you forget about you, the fact you've got to go back. So I walked for Earthenburg to Heim into Rushton, so, like, hour and hour and a half walk. Um, and then realised i got to walk back. And I walked past, like, um, one of my really good friends, and they blanked me. Now, 100% I know for a fact that it was just they didn't see me or they were like talking at the time. Just, do yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like 100, 100%. Yeah. But, and because it was this person, I knew they wouldn't be like that. It was like a very short, but I still instantly had that thought of like, what did I say to them last that could have been mm-hmm. but it really didn't last with this person just because I know them so well they wouldn't they would have at least been like uh, I'll just say you know you know a bit it was like but just the fact that I knew this person so well that my brain instantly went to what have I done wrong yeah it was yeah, yeah. so weird yeah and I I think we all have been of that don't we and I said um I think we well I do I try and be a people pleaser mm. and my worst not the worst nightmares I thought that someone 
might not like me or might be pissed off with me. And I think, you know, in the build up to the wedding, there was so much, much of justify stuff to people that, you know, we are very limited on numbers and, you know, well, you're not invited. I didn't, I didn't invite anyone from work and that wasn't a dig at anyone at work but you have to draw the line because if I invite yeah. everyone from work there's, there's 30 people and then you're trying to find yourself justifying why I've not invited them mm-hmm. one of them said you don't have to explain yourself like it's your day but I still was because it was a I don't want to hate me and when mm-hmm. you know there were people who you know partners weren't invited and there was nothing against the partners it was just that we were limited on numbers and then you're talking to them and you're you know I'm really sorry I'm really sorry and then one of them one of my friends messaged me again he said it's fine like you're such a people pleaser that it's fine Mm -hmm. don't worry about it like it's what it is like they're not annoyed I'm not annoyed you know I understand but in my head it was uh, so the first thing they did when they turn up to the wedding, I was like straight out to them. Like, I'm really, really sorry. Like, mm. I shouldn't have to. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, and I think you you got them in there as well, where I'm you sorry. try, you know, try and you know people please and maybe do things for others, even though you don't want want to really do it. Yeah, hundred percent. I um I. I find it really hard to sort of cut people out and not do things for people for, like, reasons I haven't explained. Do you know what I mean? Like, if there's a real obvious reason for it, I think that's fine. But say, for instance, if someone kind of makes me feel like shit every time I see them, like, mm-hmm. but I when I see them, because I'm that type of person, I'll never let on to that. So they'll be, like, saying stuff to me that's really, like, getting to me and making me feel shit about myself, and I will just take it on board and not say anything. <laughs> yeah. And then... A week later, they'll say, oh, do you still want to go and, go and do this with me? And deep down, really don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I'm just kind of just like, I don't... How you felt about today? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's, I think it's usually centred around, like, again, like girls I've been interested in and stuff in the past. Mm-hmm. And I just can't cut them out, even though realistically they... And I say girls, it's been guys as well. Not like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I um, But... It's people that don't really bring anything to me apart from negativity. So even if not cutting them out, like I should just be able to just talk to them a little bit, but be like, you know, okay, I kind of don't want to do, but I'm too much of a people pleaser. I'll go out with them. I'll spend hours with them and go out my way to go and see them, even though, do you know what I mean? It's like. And I think I've got it, but I won't say their name. Um, But I had a friend, someone who I considered like like a brother. Um, used to see them all the time and I've now not seen them for three years maybe um, and it you know you message them and you arrange to meet up yeah yeah we'll meet up and then they cancel on you like 10 minutes before and there's an element of and I try to do it now whereas you know you're like, it's not gonna you know, they weren't at the wedding mm. you know they yeah. Like, I didn't even say, you know, congratulations while getting engaged. There was just nothing. And I think something that I'm trying to do, I'm not really good at it, is trying to just cut them people out, if that yeah. makes sense. You know, I think the final straw for me was we arranged to meet. Um, 
and they'd cancelled two or three times and I'd walked 40 minutes to go and meet them at a, at a restaurant and I sat down and they messaged oh, I'm not coming mm. and then you walk you walk out you think that's just whereas I think you you don't do that and I'm not good at it but I feel that you're even you know even maybe more of a people pleaser than than I am yeah maybe yeah I um I just don't want to let people down I suppose I've always had that always had that I um you sort of let yourself down in not letting them down though do you know what I mean but that's something that I have always really struggled with really struggled with it's why like I still have I guess kind of in some ways some people in my life that I probably should have completely cut ties with I still like talk to and still let in my life and still let influence me in some ways I guess um but it's difficult. I think we always just want people to see us in a in a good light. Yeah. So I would rather sacrifice my own peace at peace um to kind of keep them happy, happy I guess. But it is silly, it is it is really silly. And I'm I am doing a lot better. Um a lot better with it really. I have like a really small circle I feel like now. I feel like since I come back from that trip I've kind of just only really hung around with and spoke and gave energy to people that like Okay. Yeah. yeah, and that I actually want in my life and bring positivity to my life, or, well, not even that. I mean, you don't even necessarily need the positivity, but just like you know, something to my right, life, yeah, the yeah. right energy, the right you know. I mean, I don't know about you, so I have really bad like FOMO, like mm. really bad, um, and I think that's part of the reason that. Sometimes I don't want to go out, but you again, going back to what you said, you know, you can't be bothered with your tie, but you also don't want to miss mm. what's, what's happening, yeah. you know. Um, and then you find yourself, that makes you even, I suppose, even more, I don't know, I think it all then has a knock-on effect. You don't really want to be there. You're tired, you're grouchy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then... I don't want to not be there. Yeah. Also, because you know, and then you can't be everywhere. So you know, you have different friendship groups who are both doing something on the same night. Mm. You know, or there's something going on. With, you know, we had a when my friend had a party last week for their birthday. Now I was on my honeymoon, so I'm not by any means saying I'd rather be at the party. <laughs> no, but no, no. There was that bit of me that like, oh, they're all going to be. At a party tonight, and I'm not going to be there. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Do you know? And that, and, yeah. that, and that bit, I sort of, I even then struggled with the, the thought of not being mm-hmm. there and missing something, or just missing the chance to see everyone. Yeah, wish you could be in like multiple places yeah. at once. But but mm-hmm. then that has a knock-on effect because you go all the time and you're non-stop all the time, and then yeah, you don't get any time to just. Breathe and even see, you know, Joe, because you know, I was at the cricket Friday, we were out yesterday, we're doing, doing this today, now. and then, and then it's, yeah, it's back to, it's back to work Monday, um, and then you do it all again, so I think what I'm trying to do is, I'm just picking through a little bit, a little bit better, and realise I can't do everything, if that makes mm. sense, I don't know about you, whether you have that. I don't actually think I do to be honest I've never 
I've never been one to like what want to be somewhere like so I don't miss out. I don't think it's more. I don't know. I suppose with me, it's more like I don't want to miss out on the things I want to do. So, for instance, like if I say I really feel like going, I don't know, say just for an example, like camping in the next like four or five months, what will really get to me is if those four or five months are gone and I haven't gone and done that because I feel like I just beat myself up because I'll be like, life's too short. You wanted to do this. You really wanted to do it and you didn't do it. But I don't like events and stuff. I don't think I do. But then I, I suppose it's different. I, I, I um, I suppose I get exhausted a little bit from social stuff sometimes. Yeah. Um, like talking to people and stuff. Um, so I suppose, and I just like my own company a lot. I think that's one thing I would give you. I mean, I, and again, I'm a lot. I suppose I'm a lot better than that than I, than I used to be. Um, but I'm still not great at just going somewhere. Sitting yeah. in, you know, Joe will go and work in night shift on a Friday or something, and rather than just coming home and. Just chilling and, and enjoying the the time we own. It's I think it's a problem because. Do you think it gives you too much time to think when you're? Yeah, definitely. But then, but then it's a count thing, isn't it? So if I sit at home and you know, just watch TV, then I'm not drinking because I try and I might have a beer at, at home every now and then if I'm watching football, but I try not to drink at home. So if you then you're at home, you you are with your own thoughts, but then you go to the pub. And then have a five or six points, and then the alcohol brings on them for, and then you come home to an empty house anyway because mm. they're still at work. And it was like, well, actually, I'm no better off because mm. I'm now drunker with my own thoughts rather than when you're sober, you can almost, no, I'm still not great at it, like rationalise it a little bit. Mm. And, you know, and then that's when you, when you've been on the end of them, where you'll get a drunken WhatsApp at half 11, and you probably look at it sometimes and go, there's been another pub. Because that's, I think... I never actually use your finger, to be fair. <laughs> I never cross my mind. Next time you're Next time you're And I think, again, like, that's when we probably all do what I do, certainly, after drinking. Yeah, you're more open uh, yeah. to it. And We had a... I, again, I need to stop saying that. So I went a friend of ours, partner, who said to me the other day, I can't wait for our emotional chat at your wedding. And I was like, sorry? And I was like... Yeah, like we always have an emotional chat on like big events, and I sort of thought, oh my god, they're right. Like, mm. like normally, like New Year's or birthdays or whatever, you think it's nice that they feel that they can come, you know, do that and have that emotional chat. But maybe there's a common theme here. And do you think it's the alcohol? Or do you think it's the fact you've got everyone like that you love well, most people people you love in the same room together? Does yeah, it? Does that make sense? That's a bit of, bit of both. Yeah, and I think, alcohol definitely helps. Yeah, yeah. I think the next sort of two months, you know, with, with Dre being pregnant, there's going to be a stage where I need to be teetotal and, and, and ready to go because of the hospital. So that will be a, a different spin as well mm. because. I think it would be good for me to have that six, seven weeks when I'm just not touching anything. I won't like it because it's around Christmas and I love Christmas. Um, but I think it would be good for me as well because it will give me a chance. I can't remember really the last time I woke up on a Saturday or a Sunday with a clear head, if mm. that makes sense. I know we were you know, back early yesterday but still had a lot of beer when I was with you and then you wake up and you feel a bit groggy and then I was at the cricket and you wake up, 
um, Friday you wake up Saturday and you feel a bit groggy so I'm almost quite looking forward to having that clear head and seeing whether or not because obviously alcohol has a negative effect as well as it has a positive effect to enjoy it in the moment and yeah that but the anxiety as they call it and I have awful anxiety I think it would be good as well to just yeah you know, like I keep saying I'm going to detox and I'm going to be good but I've got no willpower so it doesn't take a lot for me to be tempted to go for a beer do you uh, is that a thing as well I suppose that is a very apt thing to talk about so far for then yeah how are you uh, what are your thoughts on it what um, your feelings um, do you know what? I still haven't sunk in so it's I don't know I've, I've got a countdown on my phone I think it's like 96 days if they come in the due date and I think now it still hasn't sunk in um, just it hasn't you know like in 12 weeks time it's going to be, a, gonna be an addition potentially be a baby on the podcast of us um, <laughs> probably don't, make more sense than we will yeah I just don't think it's it's sunk in uh, if I'm being honest um, no I mean that's I suppose as well, like, even if it does start sinking, I think our brains are very, very good at trying to protect. It's like our brains are very, it, our brains are very good at protecting themselves by making stuff not feel real. Yeah. It's yeah. like that depersonalization thing. So maybe until, maybe even literally until it's born, yeah, yeah. it's going to be not really sunk in. Yeah, and I, like dream. and I think, obviously, we have like, we just had the wedding and that's now been gone off it. That took up so much, especially in the build up to it, so much focus and so much mm. energy, good and bad, that the baby wasn't a second thought, but it was almost, yeah. let's get this out of the way. And that's an awful thing to say, but by the time the wedding came around, it was almost, mm. I'm, you know, let's just get it done which is an awful thing to say because it, the, the no, stress, it was like right, let's get this out of the way and now it's like I suppose the countdown to when the baby comes and it's just yeah mad I mean Christmas doesn't feel like yesterday and all of a mm. sudden we're in over halfway through September um, you know and I, I've got a couple of friends who partners are pregnant you know one's expecting their second but another one's expecting their first and they're four weeks behind Joe and you know, we spoke in a week and he like, it some Kenya and I laughed. I was like, no. And he laughed and mm. said exactly the same. Uh, and I don't think it probably won't sink in until until the baby's here. And mm. I find myself you know, at work like hiding in the cupboard waiting to jump out at someone or, you know, <laughs> pinging bits of paper or someone's head or something or, you know, and then you think Dad, you know, but, yeah. uh, but I think you always need to keep that. 100%. Keep that side. Like you need play, like in, in life in general. I think you need play in relationships. And it's like, it's what we, at the end of the day, we're all animals. That's what animals yeah. do. You need that play, you need that laughter. Like, I don't think it's suddenly going to make you stop doing all that. I think it's just going to, well, it's just going to give you focus. It's yeah. just going to be something bigger than yourself, isn't yeah. it? That's the thing. Yeah, That's, um, yeah, I suppose the same with stuff like even like religion and stuff like people put their faith and effort into it just because it's something like bigger than themselves and what what bigger thing than yourself than yeah. to love more than yourself than having a baby. Yeah, it's um yeah, like buzzing like can't mate, like you know 
long time trying and wasn't sure if it would and wouldn't mm. help and, or wouldn't would or wouldn't happen. So all of a sudden, I said all of a sudden, because we were still trying, but it still came as a surprise, if that mm. makes sense, because it had gone, sort of touching on the gun, it had gone so long and when it did happen, I mean, you've seen the video, like, I felt like I was staring at the pregnancy test for like 10 minutes and obviously mm. it wasn't and I always got whiplash and turned around so quickly in, in shock but I think sort of touching on it and we're talking obviously about mental health I think that the trying for so long affected, affected mm. me and I think because there's lots of babies in our friendship group and a lot of my friends have got kids I found that really hard and it was almost almost resentful at, at that yeah. point, you know, where I'm not always happy, but there was also part of me that went, fuck off. Yeah. You know, like, it's not fair and how come it, how come it's happened so mm. quickly for them or how come they're having their, their second or third and it's not your deal, what I mean? So yeah. I think from that stage, it's made me appreciate it even more, but also... It doesn't feel, just doesn't feel real. Um, and it will, you know, people say it will affect your life massively, and I'll go, yeah, of course it will. We have no idea how it, you know, it will, but of course it will, but how it will, I don't think I'm prepared for, prepared for that. I don't think you ever can be that. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. Drop of a hat of, you know, like, you know, after we've done this, I can go, I'm going to see Neil, or I'm going to go to the pub, or I'm going to, yeah. and all of a sudden you, and I can't, I'm not, I can't wait, but you're going to have this little thing staring back at you going, not going, but you know, a responsibility, and I, I, I think I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, really I think it'll do you so much good, but yeah, like it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't come with an instruction manual, does it? That's why I always think when people like, I mean, I say it's different levels to it, but when people like, try and like blame their parents for stuff that have gone on like when they were younger and obviously like I say there's different levels to it some of it's awful but you just think they were probably just trying their best because yeah. you don't unless you've spent your life bringing up other people's kids or maybe like brother, younger brothers and sisters yeah just you yeah, just yeah. have no idea you can watch as many YouTube videos read as many books as you want but nothing can prepare yeah. you for that and I, and I think as well you know, we'll touch on this or maybe on a this is, goes well on another episode but on what you were saying about just trying their best I think looking back now I can appreciate what my what my dad went through and then when you know, my stepmom came on the scene we didn't always see eye to eye but you look at it now and you do think if you had to, if I had the time again would I have been as difficult no but they were just trying their best, and then that's what I said to Jane. All we can do is try our best, mm. and we disagree on things, and we argue on things, and there'll be times when the kids are older where they'll probably hate us because let's be honest, we've all grown up at some point hating our parents. Yeah, you know, or we just have, haven't we? Because yeah. at the time we think we know best, and I don't know about you, I love school, and then people would go to me, oh, they're, you know best years of your life and you're going oh I just want to turn up I want to be 25 and have a house and mm. I'd go back to school now and do yeah. it all again um, yeah. hate having a mortgage hate, hate having responsibilities hate you what know, 
Here's a good question for you then. What would you, if you could go back again, just in terms of you, how you grew up, what do you think you'd do differently? Or would you not do anything differently? Um, I'd, from an like, educational point of view, like, I'd go to, not even say go to uni, but leave with, or try and leave with a degree or an apprenticeship. I didn't, mm. um, which is why I've had... Ten jobs since the age, or even more than that, since the age of like sixteen, because I get bored and you move, and you get bored and you move. But because I've not got, I left with like no GCSEs. I've got done like well, Rodney, I've got two. Like, like so, I've got like no GCSEs, no qualifications. So it's that would be my thing. I think that's one thing that I've already said to Joe is that I want our kids to either go to uni degree or, or leave with an apprenticeship. You know, that mm. would be, I my big advice to anyone would be to, to do that, so maybe that. Um, and I suppose just be a little bit more, just understanding. I think I've really, look, they weren't innocent in it either. I think my dad and my stepmom would say that. But I was really, really hard you know, so stuff that you probably shouldn't say. But I think, again, haven't we always said stuff to parents that we probably shouldn't Definitely. shouldn't say? What about you? Yeah, um, probably along similar lines in terms of uh, maybe actually trying to make some form of career. But also just not giving up on stuff. Like, I'm the type of person who picks something up and put my whole heart into it for about, like, two or three months and then give up on it. Uh, not give up on people so much. And I guess... Uh, I think, I think if I could go over it again, I would just try to just experience life for what it is, I guess. I always, and I think everybody does it, but I always assume like the next big thing was going to like make me happy. Um, so like be getting that first job or this relationship's going to make me happy. Yeah. This job's going to make me have this holiday, like even like stuff like that. I'd be like this holiday in, not literally thinking these thoughts, but you'd think this holiday is going to change my life. Like instead of just thinking like, this is all we got. Just experience Enjoy. it. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you go to like a, um, I think I heard this as a quote, so I think I'm actually stealing this a little bit, but like when you go to a theme park, like you go to experience the theme park. Mm-hmm. You don't go, you know, with any intentions of doing anything else. It's just you're there to experience it. And really, it's kind of what we should be doing in life, but we yeah. don't. We yeah. worry about what everyone thinks. We worry we're not good enough. We're not tall enough thin enough we just instead of just you know trying your best um and trying to experience everything so i think that'll be my biggest thing just stop worrying so much about what everyone thinks of you and just experience life because this is all i've got that's all we've got do you know what i mean and i agree that i think i wish one thing one of those just maybe said yes a bit more not yes to Mm. go into the pub but yes to you know my godfather's looking fiddling for 10 years probably longer and I've been to see him once mm. so I'd wish I'd taken the opportunity when I was younger to just I suppose travel a bit more and see a bit more of the world when I didn't have any responsibilities you know I look at it and I chat to my mum the other day you know I earned X amount a month when I lived at home I didn't even drive at the time so I wasn't mm. paying for a car I was paying hardly any board and somehow I was still skin every month Same. which like even on, on like good stuff down the pub you know pissing it all up the wall and rather than just go actually I'm going to save a little bit and then I'm going to go to Finland and I'm going to save a little bit and 
go and travel a bit more and just mm. I don't know, make more more memories if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. You know, rather than collecting things. Yeah, and just being you know, just yeah, pissing it up the wall, which it really is what happened to like all of it, really. Yeah. You know, um, and I'm very like, you know, lucky. I've got real good friends, good family, you know, and things are good. But in terms of life, but it's still, I look at it and think I should have gone back. And I've always toyed the idea of going back to college or going to uni, doing an open uni. But there's always a reason not. To. Yeah, you know, even I, I want to do, my, you know, my coaching badges, but too much money mm. well if you cut out doing that and I could yeah. say wouldn't do that but I don't want to cut out doing that because then I'll be missing out and then it's just this um, yeah this, and I've always wanted to join the police force and mm. 10 years later I still haven't done anything, anything about it um, and mm. now I'm nearly 32 and I've got knees of a 60 year old so I think that's uh, that's probably gone now but yeah just I think I'd seize the moment a bit more yeah, would be, that's it. Yeah, what would be what I'd, if if I could give any advice, it's like season moment. And, yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's a nice little moment to maybe leave the first episode on. There. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, if we, we did ramble on too much, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> people turn off <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I'm sure yeah. the first five minutes will get listened to at least I'm sure yeah, yeah. if you could yeah <laughs> just maybe you sit quiet for well. if you've got this far um, thank you so yeah hopefully though know, like it even it's just us just rambling and just generally chatting hopefully someone will listen to it and relate and if they want to reach out they can yep we've got an Instagram page haven't we yeah yeah I'm going to put them all in the links below hopefully um, so yeah yeah and we'll uh, see you on the next one I guess yeah well, hopefully weekly we'll see yes <laughs> cool <laughs> cool man good chatting to you well done